Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. podcast i'd rather robert rude's <laughs> glorious which That's, should be a win song for some nhl team ray ray we're here <laughs> welcome to episode 39 of the high sticks excuse me st louis episode 39 of the high sticks and super kicks podcast playing favorites <laughs> All right, we're ready to get the lead out. <laughs> Scott, so <laughs> coming. Jesus Christ! Uh, high stakes and super kicks podcast. HSSKPod.com, your home for the perfect blend. Hawking professional wrestling with your pals, Robin Dave. The longest episodic show podcast about said wrestling and said hockey. It's a fact to look it up. Prove me wrong. It's a factoid. Come at us at Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Do we have an Instagram? Not uh, yet, if you'd like to make one. No, I don't have Instagram myself. So That's, that's okay. We can make one on the show, and it'll be just the same icon logo <laughs> every show, every show. Here, go click this, go click that. <clears throat> oh, exciting times. Playoffs, 2-2. Two, two. Playoffs? Yeah. I. You know what? Good for the playoffs. I am happy. Yeah. I'm happy this is being a competitive series. I, I am happy the Blues are coming back and not, at least annihilated them last game. Laura Branigan is really, well, she's not happy she's dead, but I'm sure she would be happy if she were alive, knowing that her song is being probably pumping up the charts in the Midwest. <laughs> her iTunes playlist is just, plays are just getting up there. Of course, of course. Sorry, Apple Music, iTunes is uh, dead. Ah, oh. <laughs> Current events. Mm-hmm. Another show. Mm-hmm. So that's some we got. We do have some devil news. Fake Which, news. Fake <laughs> news. Oh, shut up, you little Dorito. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about the stupid news or, or the potentials here? Uh, we'll talk about the pretend the potentials the, the, next the, week. All right. Well, no, you got potentials right here. Well, those are potential free agents, not potential trades. If we're going to actually trade Taylor Hall, to sure. Well, but uh, well, I'm talking about UFAs or the fake. Hall news. Well, we'll talk about the fake hall news and then go back to the UFAs. 
So if you've been living under a rock or not on social media, apparently some douche, I mean some reporter, um, decided to write an article that had... She from CNN, <laughs> fake news. That had no, no substance whatsoever outside of the fact of, hey, I contacted uh, Taylor Hall's agent, and basically Taylor Hall's agent said, go scratch, I have no news. I won't talk about news that is between my, me, my player, and my team. Go scratch. To which then it just snowballed into, Taylor Hall is not going to resign with the Devils come ever. And then fucking Devil's Twitter decided to fucking have a shit fit. You can't blame Devil's Twitter, though, because we sat there with our fingers crossed and our good luck charms and our horseshoes with with Parisi. Oh, yes. Like, oh, man, he must really like it. We just went to the finals. He sees what our team could be. And then he left. So now I think we're kind of we've got our arms up. We're guarding like, well, if he doesn't want to be here, whether this is true or not, yeah, I, you know, if it has the slightest sliver of truth to of it, yeah. truth to it mm. well, you know, the devil fans are going to, and I don't blame them. I'd be the same way. I, oh, you don't want to be here? Get out. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. I mean, I like you and all. Yeah, let me get my anger out this whole 2019-2020 season, and then come next season, I'll be good. Or just trade him before... Before the deadline. Before the dead, I mean, before... No, not even before the deadline. Trade him in the summer. And then we'll have a ton of money to go, who else wears number nine? Oh, Panarin. Pick up the phone. Hey, Manny. There's a big big Russian area somewhere in Newark. I mean, (laughs) somewhere. I'm sure there's a a Russian tea room or something. Russian tea room in Newark. Sure. A Russian person, Russian dressing, something. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you have to pay five bucks for that at the Prudential Center. Oh. So. <clears throat> but, you know, you have to start, th- if you're Ray, and he, he obviously is probably picked up the phone and sent uh, Taylor a text. To hell. <laughs> WTF, yeah, <laughs> question <I know>. mark. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you could just picture in your head. Taylor Hall's like head popping out of like, you know, the comfort. He's like, the fuck, it's two in the afternoon. Why is my mm-hmm. phone going off? Ray, what the fuck? Huh? Yeah. I was at the basketball game last night. <laughs> Such a great sport compared fucking, to hockey. Fucking me and Drake, man, all night long. <laughs> but talking about Kiki. Next, yeah, next week we'll we'll talk about. I mean, because you you, you kind of have to prepare. What could we? But should we look to obtain if we had to trade him? My problem with the article was the fact that he spoke to an agent. I'm not even going to give the author guy any credit at all. He spoke to an agent. The agent gave him no information. Right. And then he decided to write a fake story saying that he doesn't want to resign. With the simple fact of is if you did any research or from a Devils fan perspective, if you've paid attention since the last day of the season and the, um, you know, the, the exit interview talks and stuff like that, Taylor Hall said, he said all along, yes, he'd like to resign, but he wants to see, one, what Ray's plan is and see how it's going to go out. Well, yeah, the but other they part always it, say that. Remember Parisi? Parisi was the same way. Said no. the same thing. Like, oh, you know, I'm really, I just want to see you. And Niedermeyer said the same thing. And they always say the same thing. They're not going to turn around and be like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> well, they could just skate the question. He goes, listen, that, that's, uh, that's a conversation for another time. But I think yeah. Hall, Hall is more of the he wears everything on his sleeve. So he said he, the team needs to get better. So he's going to wait. He doesn't have to sign July 1st. It's our wish yeah, I don't that think... he signs July 1st. Well, we can start to do the extension talk at that time. Sure. I'm, I'm I wish we could do it sooner. He, we can't do it during that tampering period. 
That no. I mean that that legal tampering period. I mean, I'm sure that we could hint. You know, Andy Green's going to be around next year, and if I'm Ray, hey, uh, why don't you go talk to Taylor <laughs> and just like throw these numbers, like I don't know, nine <laughs> times hey, eight, hey, maybe maybe hey, number nine. Tell him your daughter needs some help with her math homework, and she <laughs> wants to know what nine times eight equals. <laughs> 45. <laughs> really? <laughs> Apparently, she's not the only one. 72. Okay. <laughs> what was that, 45 in signing bonus? Sure, and then 30? Whatever. I don't, know, I don't know how you would break that common core math I down I know exactly to how I'd break his contract down. If you're going to give him an eight-year deal? It's going to be loaded like everything else, signing bonuses. Yeah. And, and piss pennies for... Whatever, and that's going to be the his, sticking point with the next fucking CBA. Is just stop doing that. Give him his annual salary is one million dollars, and then give him a signing bonus. So that's eight million dollars. Then you have to subtract what sixty-four million in signing bonuses somewhere. I don't know. I, I just I, I my vent happened when he put out a non-story as a story when it's from the beginning you you know everything that's happened he's been vocal about everything it, it was all broadcasted over the exit interviews he said one thing ray said the same thing and ray said the same thing since then so i, I it just it, to to create a buzz when there doesn't need to be i get that that's what this world's come to but if, from a devil's fan perspective I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start a conversation that says you're either a real fan or you're not. But if you see something in front of you like this kind of report, take a step back and go, "What's happened since the, our last game?" Or what's the source? <clears throat> it's like when and you then, go on Facebook and you see all of these, you know, live baby was ripped from a womb. How can you agree with abortion? And then you look, it's like right wing. <laughs> babysaver.com <laughs> .net. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That looks exactly like a credible source. Look, I want to know what kind of percent bitch I am. That, that's that's <laughs> legit. <laughs> the sad thing is that probably gets more clicks <laughs> than things that have substance and meaning. Yes. Absolutely. Anyway. Why do I care of the fact that one of your parents died mm -hmm. last week and you're <laughs> very depressed and suicidal? I want to know what kind of Superman hero I'm going to be. What X-Men character would I be? <laughs> Tangent. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about some po favorite potential UFAs that our team can sign with or without Mr. Taylor Hall in tow. Yeah, I don't think we did this. Did, I don't think we did it last week. We did it the week before. We did, like, the top 15. Yeah, just, like, general names that were out there. Yeah, these are. this is all based off of TSN's top 25 uh michael ferlin played for carolina he had 40 points he made 1.7 million think of him as like a, a david clarkson mm -hmm. light um be, be, before head injury no what screwed him was back. it knee back back yeah but like i think he re-signs with carolina if not montreal has been a big talk everywhere with. There's even, I mean, we can get into a little bit in the news and stuff too. But like now, now some like Carlson like nuggets are starting well, to fall out where he either wants to go back to Ottawa, not a chance. No, or actually, Montreal. I think he will. 
Back to Ottawa? Yeah. Well, they, well at least Ottawa, well, maybe it's because, it, you know, it's still the season and they can't say anything. But Ottawa said we don't want, like, we're not planning on it. He's not in our plans. Like, it's. Right. Or, or, he, not wants to, or he wants to go to Montreal. Right. He, his wife is from Ottawa. She wants to be near his family. They, I read something that they had a very difficult time in San Jose this year. So, <laughs> you know, Montreal's close. Ottawa's close. There was some report that, like, the Rangers were like, it's like an hour plane ride. I mean, we'll, we've got a plane. <laughs> if you just want to go and take it, you know, for the weekend. <laughs> Fucking New Jersey's an hour one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's an airport in the city that we... Uh, right on the highway. You can see it if you stand on the roof <laughs> of the Prudential Center. You can probably jump on the plane. We'll take your helicopter from our roof to the airport. But I could see him going to either like Carolina, staying with Carolina, going to Montreal, maybe Dallas. Jake Gardner, uh, Toronto defenseman. He had 30 points as a defenseman. That's not bad. It should have been more considering the fact of who he was playing with. Uh, he made $4 million, a little over $4 million. I could see us taking a run at him. I don't think we would get him. Um depending on what Toronto does, you know, there's talk of them trading everybody and their mother out of town, (laughs) except for Matthews. Uh, Vancouver, because Alex Edler's going to be gone, so they're going to need somebody. Again, Ottawa, if they decide not to go for Carlson, you have your plan. There's your plan B, probably roughly a little bit less. And the same thing with San Jose. I mean, if San Jose loses out on Carlson. Carlson. Uh, Ryan Dezingle. Such a weird-looking name. Thanks. Uh, he's yeah, DZ is really a throw-off. Um, he had fifty-six points. He made one point eight million. He has the most amount of points on this list. Uh, I could see Pittsburgh. Him playing with Crosby, being a new Patrick Hornquist, that'd be a good one. Um, Anaheim, they don't have much room, but I could see him fitting there. If they can get rid of somebody, the Islanders. The rumor is the Islanders are going to let Jordan Eberle walk. Really, I did not hear that. Yep, I need. To I just start... heard it today. Oh, I need to start following a little bit more of and... those stories. If they're going to let him go, uh, yeah. All right, just let's, so let's let's fantasize a little bit about this Jordan Eberle. Okay, if if you're Jordan Eberle, okay, you had you had some very shitty times in Edmonton. Okay, you end up with the Islanders. You get that far in the playoffs. Okay. Do you, does it obviously because Lou's not going to necessarily tell you what his whole plans are because that's you know don't worry about my cap kind of conversations. He had a taste of what the playoffs were like in the with the Islanders. He kind of sees what the organization is. You got Barry Trotz. Does would would you want to stick around or do you want to parlay this one playoff season as saying hey I was on the Islanders and I got them to the playoffs and and get a big contract with a big team or do you really just want to chase the money? Yeah, is it chase the money or go with an organization that's going to... I, I think it's chase the money. I mean, this is his last... Last contract, right? Big, you know, this is going to set me up life-wise. Um, him and Taylor Hall had identical contracts. For for, for the last, yeah. So I think they they both made... Or Taylor Hall's making, what, $6 million this year. They're, they're, they were both making six on the button. So, I mean, and, and all right, taking fandom out of <clears throat> our devil's thing, what teams, right, are on the up and up? I will say we're on the up and up. We have 
you know, take away our injuries last year, we we maybe would have made the playoffs. Nah. A wild card, maybe wild. Nah. <clears throat> we we but, couldn't stop a beach ball, but yeah, go ahead. But you, but we'll pull, we'll throw our team into that group that is has future potential, right, of being good and staying that way. Okay, what other teams would have that? I mean, me as a player, right? If I was in Eberle Skates, I would say, okay, the Islanders. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they, they, you know, maybe we plateaued. Maybe you got another year before we plateau. Whatever. I, I, I don't know, right? You see the Devils. They're young. They're going to grow. They're going to get better consistently. They're going to be on that path of not plateauing anytime soon. If I sign in a seven-year deal, they're not going to plateau in the next seven years. They're possibly going to resign to, uh, Taylor Hall. You got already a number one pick. You have a number one pick already coming in the timeline. You have 10 picks in this draft of a very deep draft. So there's all this potential. What other teams like us are like that? Us, the Rangers, <clears throat> Arizona. Again, it, it all those are the teams that are on their way up. Montreal. Um if he doesn't want to go to a rebuild kind of situation, Philly, you know, or but, the or Kings or now the Kings are right the, on their way down. Mm-hmm. Anaheim's on their way down. Um, Vancouver's on their way up, but it, it, it comes down to with any of these free agents that are on this list. I mean, none of them are really young spring chickens, you know, where right. there's miles on almost every one of these guys, but is it how long? How much and where am I going to play? Those are the those are the big options that if I'm we're talking about Eberly or any of these guys. All right. How long are you going to offer me a contract now? If it's somebody like Eberly or Dezingle or Mojo. You know, I'm going to I'm going to give you a four year deal. No more than that, because after year two, you're going to go. you're getting too comfortable you get your age is catching right. up with you so i'll give you x amount of money times four years i'll give you a no trade clause um for the first two years and then you can pick 10 teams that you'll go to in the last two years you work with a guy right but i'm not paying big eberly made six million i'm not giving him six million it's either you get Five times four? 20. Right, good. <laughs> you can use your hands on some of these if we use nines. Um, five times four with those movement or non-movement mm-hmm. clauses. Or you're getting three times five. You'd have to assume that if, if you know Taylor is resigning, you have a chip going, talk to the guy, preach it, what you wouldn't, you know, whatever that we you don't get in what you absolutely want, which is always money. And you're always we'll going to, on the, our team right now, I mean, unless Brett takes off or Boquist or these guys, you're going to play somewhere in the top six. You're going to play with Hall and Heischer, or you're going to play with Palmieri and X and Hughes. Foregone conclusion. Yeah, it's Hughes. Uh, Kevin Hayes, who recently just got traded to the Philadelphia Flyers for a fifth-round pick. His rights. His rights. Meaning the reason for that is now he can get the eighth year. 
and I was reading stuff on Twitter that they're looking to give they're, they're, they're backing the boat up to sign him. Yeah, I mean, that's he'd be a very good second line guy for them, um, I'm, considering I'm, that Nolan has not taken that next step. I, I made a joke that anybody who plays in the Metropolitan Division can make a living in the Metropolitan Division. Because <laughs> what? He was with the Rangers, and he got traded away. Now he's back at the Flyers. At some point, he'll be on a, our team. He'll be with the Flyers. No. You know, he's just going to bounce around like Yager. It's, it's the best division to play in. Because you're looking at, if let's say you played for the Devils, you're looking at one, two, three, four teams that you don't have to get on a plane for. And bus rides. Five, if you count Washington. Yeah, they sell. I think they fly, but still, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I would want to play in this division. I fucking hate flying. I couldn't imagine, like, getting off a plane at four in the morning, going to the hotel, taking and trying to fall asleep, and then waking up at ten o'clock for breakfast, then going to a skate, coming back to your room. And tick tock, tick tock, tick tock till game time. Take a nap, wake up, have something to eat maybe, then go play a play game, a game. Jump back on a plane. Jump back on a plane, fly somewhere like, oh my God. We did a trip with our hockey team to Florida. You know, and I said, like, I can't imagine just granted they're not going through the the security and they're not sitting. They're sitting on you know a private plane where all of their seats fold into beds and whatnot. But right. holy shit. Anyway, <laughs> Brett Connolly um, played for Washington. I could see him resigning. He made one point eight. He had forty six points. Uh, by the way, Kevin Hayes, I think he's going to resign. I think so too. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to. Tra- well, they traded what a fifth round pick for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not nothing. much, but it's nothing. But still, you're trading for a guy's rights. You have. I'm sure there was some kind of like, hey, what's the chances of you right. resigning? Well, I think it was more. He went to Winnipeg and said, "I'm not fucking even. Don't even talk to me about a contract because I'm not signing here." Oh, so well, much like Patrick Lyon, we can get into it yeah. in a little while. Um, <clears throat> but well, Hayes, I could see mm-hmm. if he doesn't resign. Ottawa's got a ton of money and not a lot of position players. Uh, Detroit, if they don't have a lot of space, but I could see them unloading people now with Isom in there. Montreal. Montreal's going to be in a lot of these because Montreal has a lot of money. And Columbus, if they end up losing Panarin, and, Panarin, Duchesne, you know, they're going to have a lot of money. Plus, I'm pretty sure Hayes played for Tortorella. No. Yeah. No. So one of the Hayes did. Jimmy Hayes. That's the one we had. <laughs> But uh, our good friend Marcus Johansson, doing well in the playoffs right now, was making four, a little more than four and a half million. He had thirty points this season because he was hurt most of the time until the end. Do you? No. <laughs> Not even like a two. No, he's going back. He's going back to Washington. That's what I read today. Why? Why? Because they're missing. Marcus Johansson. <laughs> they're missing Mar- a Marcus Johansson type player, especially <clears throat> when you have. Oshi gets hurt, and who's the other Russian guy? Not who's not not sniffer. Um, the other one. Why am I going blank? Uh, Bar Berkovsky. They thought he was going to become Marcus Johansson, and he ended up playing fourth line minutes this year. So they need somebody that can go from first line to third line, and not skip a beat. And that's him. But Otto, again, Ottawa. Pittsburgh, imagine Marcus Johansson playing oh, with God. Crosby Malkin. or Malkin. Um, 
Dallas, that'd be a nice one too if they don't re-sign Zuccarello and Montreal. Now Brandon Coburn, he played for Tampa Bay. He had 23 points. He made seven, $3.7 million. I would look at him, the Devils. But would, you look, as, but would you look at him July 1st or would you look at him July 2nd? I would look at him July 2nd. Montreal, uh, us, Philly, because Philly, there's rumors of Philly is looking to tra- trade uh, Gothispair. And Toronto, again, he's not going to make 3.7. If he's lucky, he, he'll make half that. But he could also resign with Tampa, too, cheap. Now, Wayne Simmons, Wayne Simmons has got to be loving Patrick Maroon right now in the playoffs because they're very similar type players, except for one thing. Um, and What's that? Uh, one's righty what? and one's lefty. Oh, okay. And, one's in the playoffs and one's not. Right, you're right. But that type of player where, you know what, they might not be putting up. He only had 30 points this season, which is way down for him. But, but that intangible in the playoffs is mm-hmm. through the roof. I mean, Patrick Maroon, if he doesn't get another deal based off of how he's playing right now. In St. Louis? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think there's a, there's a way he leaves St. Louis. Well, if I someone think. offers him fucking $5 million to go somewhere else. Well, he also said that he went back home. Yeah, We no. offered him more, and he went back home for less because he wanted to spend time with his kid. He spent time with him. <sighs> wow. Okay. He'll have more time to spend with him if he doesn't have to go to work because he's making $15 million over the next three years. Or he wins the Stanley Cup ring and he just says, fuck it, I'm done. No, I don't see that. No? Uh, Wayne Simmons, I could see going to Columbus, Ottawa, Arizona, Montreal. Be a nice little winger for Max Domi to put in front of the net. Someone that's got some bite because nobody on Montreal. Oh, they got Gallagher. Um why? Okay, and I'm just asking this. Just why would he not fit with us, Wayne Simmons? For him to be effective, he has to be a top six player, and the money that he would be asking for, mm-hmm. and the production that he would get for the amount of ice time that he's going to play. Look at those statistics. Um, he wouldn't be worth his price. Gotcha. You know, if you're going to pay him whatever Parisi, not Parisi, uh, Palmieri's making. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. If you could get him for 3.9 that he's making now and say, you know, we'll give you a two-year deal. You get to play the Flyers. At this price. You don't, you don't have, you can get on a bus, you know, you know the travel and whatnot. Um, I would consider it if we lost out on other people or if. So July 2nd, July 3rd. If, if he's, he's still, still there. there if he's yeah. still out there by August, which I don't think he would be, but. Uh, Brandon Tanef, he's a winger from Winnipeg. He made $1.1 million. He's the lowest paid person on this list. He did have 29 points, one point less than Wayne there. I keep putting Columbus on these lists. Philly, he could take Wayne Simmons' spot. Edmonton, if he if they had the money. He's one of those go-to-the-net, hard, stick-down. He's going to score you from the dots in. He's going to get his sco- goals from the dots in. Um, but you seriously need to apply for that job. I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, Joe, uh, Jonas, Jonas Donskoy. I had to look up how to spell that last name. Donskoy. He made $1.8 million for the Sharks. He had 37 that, points. Would that look good in the back of a Jersey? 
Don Scoy. I'm just wondering. Well, he wouldn't be able to wear 27. I'll I'm tell just, you that. I'm just trying to. I'm wondering what it would look like on the back of my jersey. <laughs> anyway, he put up that 37 points though, playing second, third line minutes. It wasn't like he was playing with uh, Couture and Pavelski. It was he was playing with. Sometimes he was playing with Thornton. Sometimes he wasn't. You know. But 37 points. I would like to see him play for us. But who would you lose? Like if you if you wanted to play, if you pencil him in third and say, "Hey, you can get second if there's injuries or whatever," who do you dump? Because you got to dump somebody second line wise. I wouldn't put I him mean, on our line. second line. I mean, third, third line, line. Was because you got you got Wood and you got Coleman. Wood. wood. Trade piece for Wood or Wood yeah. being a trade piece? Yeah. Unless again, unless somewhere our rookies, Boyquester or somebody else comes along. But I would say Donskoy going to the net, Zajac passing to Coleman, Coleman shooting the puck, him getting the rebound. Sound, has a good ring to it. Has, it's something we need. Yeah. And we ha- we've needed. Maroon was great at that last season. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like Maroon, but um, I could see him going to Pittsburgh, another one, put him with Crosby, put him with Malkin. You know, he's got a little bite to him. He's going to go hard to the net. Dallas, same thing if they lose – uh, Zuccarello, somebody I, that I, could fit I, in that line. I can only assume that he either resigns with Zuccarello, meaning he either resigns with Dallas or he resigns with the Rangers. I, I, I don't. I don't see him resigning with the Rangers. I wouldn't resign him if I was the Rangers. Just because you're building towards something else, and you want to see these kids or whomever, Panarin right. or whoever they sign do what they do, he would just be. I, I don't want to say a distraction, but you're just delaying progress by getting somebody like him back i mean i'm sure he, he, the fans would love him to be back yeah that's but, i think that's where i was more leaning for my thought but process. where is he if you sign panarin and if you sign and drafting capo where does he fit you're not putting him on the third line right so okay colin wilson uh, he's from Colorado, made just under $4 million. He plays center and wing. He had 27 points. Again, I put Columbus because you don't know their situation. They're gonna, they might be out four or five players by July 1st, July 2nd. For, forecast this one, right? Let's just, let's just say the, the floor collapses and Columbus loses everybody. They're still good. Their defense is still very, very good, which we'll talk about next week when we talk about if we had to trade Taylor Hall somewhere. <sighs> um, I could see Colin Wilson going to the Rangers. His dad used to play for the Rangers way back in the 80s. Um, Carolina, if they lose a Furland kind of guy, they need. I think Carolina needs that someone behind Ajo and Stahl that can punch in a couple of pucks at the same time as being defensively responsible. You would think a team like Carolina needs to really, really um, use this season as a stepping stone. Not the whole bunch of you know jerks thing, but to use the fact that the simple fact of everybody counted us out, we made the playoffs. Well, every we team is going to use that. Well, in especially the them. Oh, especially but, San Jose. I mean, St. Louis. They were in last place at the the beginning of the year. Every team is going to do that. Look at them. Why not us thing? Gloria. You just want to say glorious. That's... Glorious. Uh, Ron Hainsey, 
He played for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like their four, five, six defenseman. He had 23 points, which is good for him because he's old as shit. Um, I could see Ottawa looking at him as somebody that could solidify their young defense. A veteran presence. Yes. Give him an A going to talk Same to thing with guy. Vancouver. Same thing with Edmonton. Same thing with Winnipeg. Um, Philly might need him, if they, again, if they make a trade. But all in all, I see him going back to Toronto for way less than $3 million. Well, they need to count their pennies at this point, right? Yep. Toronto-wise? Yeah. All right, on to some NHL news and notes. Uh, their loonies and their toonies. Uh, Arizona Coyotes had set a franchise record in terms of growth, which is just a, a positive note for a team that's potentially a, a, a potentially Houston bound. Is, yeah. Was that our story last week? Way to go! You're going to make those people in Houston so happy. <laughs> year over year revenue went up nine. Attendance went up seven. All percentages, of course. Premium. No, seven people. <laughs> the same thing and. What, in Newark, premium seating revenue up 21, TV ratings up 26, food and beverage sales up 16. Wow, I like that. It's up 16%. That means their hot dogs are lower. I like them lower. Can't spend fucking $20 on a soda and a goddamn hot dog. Merchandise went up 23. Probably because they wore those psychedelic coyote jerseys <laughs> a lot. Every, everybody wanted to be there just in case, right? Just in case they leave. Yeah. Like, hey. like the same thing in 95 when the Devils were supposed to be moving to Nashville and everybody started coming to the games. See, I was I was so not a hockey person. It was like one of those, hey, I'll, I'll do a game a year with my dad. I was so not into that. I had no idea they were supposed to be allegedly leaving. Yep. I was at that parade. Chris Terreri holding up the Nashville no way sign. Good for Chris Terreri. David Pagnotta. Uh, dropping some bombs on the NHL network. Uh, rumors of Patrick Laine wanting out of Winnipeg. It has Wa- bad Wi-Fi. Huh? They said it has bad Wi-Fi. Winnipeg. Has bad Wi-Fi. That's why he wants out. Well, that's what, what the shark said. Oh. That it was a miserable place to play. Their Wi-Fi is awful. <laughs> Coming from a team that had duck hunt as their duck hunt as their uh, rally towels last year in the playoffs. Yeah, I want I want that fucking guy on our marketing team. I want that guy. I want one of those fucking towels. Hmm. Um, why would Patrick Liney want out of Winnipeg? I think he sees the writing on the wall. You're paying Shifley a fuckload of money. You're paying Wheeler a fuckload of money. You're paying Ehlers a bunch of money. Uh, you're paying Kyle Connor a bunch of money. You're, you're paying Bufflin a bunch of money. You're not paying Liney a bunch of money? There's not going to, he's going to be, he feels like he's in the same boat as Marner. Where's mine? Well, uh, you didn't leave enough for me. You didn't leave me a slice. Mm. Okay. But, uh. I think we had this conversation over text. Would you? And you said no, just because of the amount he wants. Yeah. That wouldn't. He's, I'm not going to say he's not a good player. He, he's. Uh, Absolutely. What, what's a, the age comparison between Line A and Marner? They're pro- if if there's any difference, it's months. Okay. Because if they're both coming off of their RFA, mm-hmm. come they're young. Yeah, they're they're and they came in the league at 18. So you so figure. 20s. Oh shit! Yeah. Three years. They're 21, 22 years old. Gotcha. Marner is 22. Okay. So either way, 22, 23. That's still young enough to get your seven, eight seven, year eight deal. year yeah. deal, right? So, <clears throat> I like Line A. He scores goals, but 
and I know goals are important. I, if you're fucking listening at home going, well, goals win games, I get you. But even the greatest goal scorers other than Gretzky in the 80s gets streaky. Yeah. You have to bring something. In this day and age, you have to bring something else. How is he defensively? No. How, he's, he's Ovechkin light. He's the Finnish Ovechkin, where as soon as his team gets the puck, and I'm not mocking him because that's my style, as soon as his team gets the puck, he's leaving the zone. Catch, either I'm getting a breakaway or I'm pulling the defenseman out with me. Oh, so he's Miles Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Except that he can score and he has hands and hockey IQ. Um, he's, he's looking for, I would say, eight and a half to ten. And there's no room for him in Winnipeg. But if he goes cold, and you said, would you take him on the Devils? I would take him. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, man, we got fucking line. That sucks. But yeah, you, you want. I know in the long run what he brings to the table. If we're going to waste a trade, he's not the guy. Or if we're going to waste an offer sheet, mm-hmm. he's not the guy. Yeah, you like we've talked before, Marner's are. Marner or McAvoy are my... Now we, now, now we talked about it before. I mean, and it's a little rough talking about McAvoy now that they've made it to the cup finals and whatnot. So his price tag kind of went up a little bit. But if you had to do two offer sheets. You, well, you couldn't do it. You can't do it. Because you would have to give up a first round pick that's yours. Right. You know, a second round, you'd have to give up depending on how much. Like for Marner, we'd have to give up, I believe it's two first round picks. So back to back. Right. So that would be 20 and 21. Right. A second round pick, a third round pick, and a fourth round pick. And. Or it's it's a second and a third. But then if if you also do McAvoy, you're still, you're you're basically trading those same picks that you don't have now. Right. I think you can only make one offer sheet. So you can do a, I mean, we can, I guess, talk about it next week too or whatever, but that potential trade of four McAvoy, because we got, we have stuff. We have. They're not going to, they would, he, he would. I would say when it comes to Boston, and we're going to talk about this in a future show, about core players, mm-hmm. he's their core player. So you're giving up, you're giving up the state for him. Yeah, not just the house. No, I mean you. You would have to ask. You'd probably have a better chance of getting Krug or Carlo from Boston before you get uh, McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Mitch Marner wants Austin Matthews money, no less than ten million. He feels they'll settle on a three-year, $30 million contract. That's nice and all, but they don't have the cap space. And that's why they want to trade Zaitsev, right? So they can at least get something back? They, they No, that's why they want to trade Zaitsev, and they want to trade Marlowe. But they're going to have to hold some of Marlowe's money, or they're going to trade him and take some money. So you're, it's it's basically just getting rid of a player. It's, it's going to be right. a wash. Um. The more we talk about offer sheets and the more you talk about Mitch Marner being there, it makes all sense, all the sense in the world. I just don't want to get bit by it. Well, it don't, we only get bit by it if he agrees to sign our offer sheet and then Mont- uh, Toronto matches it. Then Toronto could be like, all right, we have him under the contract that you offered him. Oh, Nico's going to be an RFA next year. That's what I mean. I don't. I don't want to get bit by it. It just makes too much sense for it to be 
you know, you could you literally your sales pitch to Mitch, to Mitch Marner goes. Your pitch to Mitch goes. Look at them. Look what they did. Look at us. See where we're going. And okay. Look at the room that we'll have. Yeah. See, you said like, oh well, what if they made a ridiculous offer to Nico? Again, let's just say we re-sign Hall for $9 million. Sure. He's going to make a $3 million raise, whatever. We sign him for $9 million. That's one player we have that's making that much money. So then, so that's Austin Matthews is Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. We don't have at this moment a John Tavares. But let's say we did Marner. So now we have those two are matched up. We don't have... A Patrick Marlowe so like we're leaving room so our Patrick Marlowe now becomes Nico so now like we're leaving room for our players and then you think Andy Green comes off the books and Zajac, Zajac comes, comes off, off the yeah. books so you're looking between the two of them right there there's 10 million dollars and then honestly push it another what one or two more years and then, and then Hughes and then Corey comes off Corey's right. well, six yeah, but, comes off and that's that's still that's it, it does come off but you're gonna you're gonna give that money Probably to, to whoever to, is to, playing goal next. Okay. So it's on the wash. Okay. I I really should apply for that job. You really should. Let's see what happens. Um, Vancouver. Vancouver is looking for a big name defenseman, not named PK Subban. Do you, um, do they you, don't like his attitude. I but, can't argue with that. But But is that just on the outside? Is that just his persona? We talked about this early, like one of the first five or ten episodes about the NHL needs players with personality. Flashy. Flashy. Mm. But we're not ready for it yet. Even Taylor Hall came out uh, this week because he, I guess, went to, he's been watching the Toronto Raptors and. Him and Drake. How much Kiki, he. Right. How much. Find me. <laughs> how much he loves basketball because their personality show and, and all of this. Well. It's easy when you don't have a helmet on and you're not going, you know, 20 miles an hour. Mm. But when it comes to PK, I, I, I don't question his talent, but I question his motives. In the sense of, is he working hard and doing all of this to make the team better? Or, or is he doing, right? Or is he doing this to make the shine on himself brighter? What if it's both? What if it's 50-50? I don't want that. You want one or the other? Yeah. Okay. You want to go be a, uh, a TV star or you want to do a reality show? You know, a, your focus is not on this team. Okay. And I'm not saying, like, he's not trying to win or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He is. But at but, the end of the day, if we're on a losing streak, his mind then goes, well, shit, how am I going to do that show and the off season for the reality versus right. how do I kick fucking butchers in, in the ass and go, hey, you need to play better. And, and is it is it one of those <laughs> things where you just lost a game five one and you walk in the locker room and everybody's getting their clothes off? And the first thing PK does is. Let me check my phone, see how many hits I got or mm. that. That's how I, and I don't know. I'm just merely speculating but that's the way his personality rubs me it's show me the money not he was he was always with um montreal right he was with montreal then he got traded straight up one for one yeah so 
and this isn't a plug to try to get her on the show kind of thing, but Amanda Steiner was up in Montreal for quite a while, right? I would love to just simply ask her. She's not going to give an answer. No. Shit talking somebody. Not on mic, just casually sitting at a, you know, no, Starbucks. Sitting on or, a couch? Well, sitting in a Starbucks, just saying. So who is P.K. Subban? Is he TV P.K.? Is he defenseman right. P.K.? And as long as you get that answer, you know. Those are the types. Like, you want to talk to a porn star. You don't care about <laughs> the porn. You just want to get, like, how the, how the hell does your family like How did you know you could like fit it? your whole forearm? <laughs> <laughs> How does one test that out? I know. <laughs> the Dallas Stars. Holy shit. Oh, I thought you said Dallas Stars, not porn stars. Sorry. Um, the New York Rangers, yes. Ottawa, Montreal, and the Islanders are said to be in on Carlson, Eric Carlson this summer. We kind of talked about it already. I think his first choice is Canada. No, is Tampa. Tampa. And he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be one of those guys that signs on July first, unless Ottawa comes knocking. Blows out. No, unless somebody blows him out of the water. I, I don't even think it's that. I think it's he's gonna go and say he's gonna go knocking. I guess what is it, June twenty sixth? So whatever the the the, 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 the courting <laughs> courting phase. He's gonna go and say Tampa. What can you do to get me to fit? On a fact-finding mission. That's all. Um, I could see him going to the Rangers, though, too. But then they have to get rid of Shattenkirk. They're looking to get rid of Shattenkirk. Would I take him? No. I wanted him last year. I don't want him this year. No. Who else? Is, there's another one. Defenseman that they're looking... Somebody's looking to trade. And I said, why don't the Rangers Truba? just trade? Yeah. Why don't the Rangers just trade Shattenkirk for Truba? Why don't we fucking trade for Truba? Yeah, we don't want to give up that. I mean, I wouldn't mind them, but uh, the New York Islanders and L.A. seem to be in on our Terry Panarin. I can't. I can't see him going to L.A. No, I can't see him going to the Islanders. I Why? really can't. Yeah. Long Island's got a huge Russian population. Yeah, I know. I think, yeah. In Brooklyn. There's, there's no Russian mob in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And what's, <laughs> the, what's that beach that's over there? Brighton Beach? Yeah. That's that's the area. I I don't know. I I just think Panarin has his sights set on Florida. I agree. It's not it, and it, and it's not one of those. Oh well, just because you're thinking that just because he had an interview in Florida. No. No, I think he he wants to be on the East Coast. Just look at look at the Panthers themselves. You have a GM that you've worked with in the past, right? That that you know. And I know people are like oh players and GMs that that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it does. Because you know how the person runs the organization. If you're familiar with it, you like it, you feel comfortable in it, you have to guess that he went somewhere else and is doing the same thing, right? You now also have an all-star coach, right? There's no, there's nothing there that would say Florida would be out of the question. He, uh, that's why you were talking about, like, GMs and coaches and the familiarity. Yes. Um. That's why in New Jersey you keep hearing the rumors that the Devils are looking at like Brian Dumoulin and Oli Mata from Pittsburgh because the they Ray, were drafted Ray by Ray. Mm -hmm. So, and just to jump on that quick, I don't care about that Pittsburgh connection thing. No, it's it's because you have a plan, you have an identity that you want your team to play in, and you need the parts that fit. 
I wouldn't mind if we got either one of those guys. You have guys that fit a system, right? That, that what you want them to play, and they know they will buy in already. That's like that's like easy peasy. Yep. All right, so we were talking about favorite players, and yes, if you don't know, Rob has every Devils jersey that has ever been created. No, with every player. No. So if you're looking for a good Sean Chambers jersey, <laughs> I don't have <laughs> no. That no. All the only early ones I I have a Christoph Oliwal for the simple fact of heritage. The punch and pull lock. Um, who else do I have that's early? Stevens Danico, but that's every homer. Brodeur. Uh, twenty nine and thirty. Yeah. Um, Lemieux. Yes, because Lemieux is my favorite player. Um, who my brother would get along. Um, who else is there? Uh, Niedermeyer, just because he got his re- jersey retired. That's really that's the only reason that I got. I have the, the as far as Devil jerseys. I mean, I have a ton of other jerseys. If you ever see me at a devil game wearing a jersey, take a fucking picture. You did once, and I nearly fucking had a heart attack. Um, I have a Bill Guerin jersey. I have a Niedermeyer jersey. I have a... I have a Chico Rush Colorado uh, Rockies jersey. I have a Colorado (laughs) Rockies jersey, but I don't have... I have. I, I also have this um, uh, Kansas City Chief jersey, no name on it. I have that. Because it was a I have C- a Kansas City one too. It was a CCM jersey, and I love CCM jerseys. I have Adam Larson. <laughs> I, ha- I remember that. I, he got his jersey. He got traded. He got traded. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have Brian Gianta. Oh, okay. And then I have one with my name on it, just because I got tired of every fucking player I get getting traded somewhere. <laughs> You'll never get traded from this team. <laughs> All right, so you did favorite players on these particular teams. You said every team, but we didn't get too we're gonna, far. Yeah, we're yeah. going to no, piece well, by piece it. Yeah, we'll do two-part. Sure. It's a twofer. <laughs> and it's not even a Tuesday. Waka waka. Um, I'm going to tell you how many of these players I actually have their jerseys, though. Oh. I don't. Well, let's see. So for Anaheim. Is, that, is that how you made this list? No. Oh, okay. No. So I was going to say, thanks for sharing. I have... Almost every, I mean, I don't have like Vegas. I have almost every team's jersey. Really? Yeah. Nice. And even, but I just mean, a jersey, not player. Yeah. And then I have like the Hartford Whalers. Yeah. You know? For nostalgic purposes, I like to get one. I just don't, I, I don't know what player to get. You could get uh, Sean Burke, former devil. There's your devil tie in, yeah. No. Oh, well. So Anaheim, you had a. Uh... I put Anna Henrique. I, I don't. The way that I did this list, at least on my end, it's more recognizable. Like, and I think that I didn't pick any of those teams that had the stupid movie duck on their jersey, like Paul Korea, like like um, Tamu Solani. I I didn't go with those. Just I don't know. I I think that because we faced them in the playoffs, I just I hated them. You know, I, like I, I picked Paul Korea. <laughs> That you shit on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not shitting on him. I just say oh, I didn't pick him because it just goes to the fact of any player that I would have picked for that team, we beat, you know, we played him in the playoffs, and I just don't, I don't like them. Right. That's why I didn't pick them. So I picked Adam Henrique just because I had to go homer on one of these picks. <clears throat> I picked Paul Correa. I used to use his stick, his curve or whatever, when I was in high school and stuff, and I just liked the fact that he was like five eight and he was nasty. 
He he was just he, there are very few players when the Devils would play them that if the, I saw them get an open shot on Brodeur, yeah, I thought they would score. Paul Curry is one, and Ray Bork's another one. Oh. Every time I saw Ray Bork like wind up on Brodeur, whether it was from the blue line, the top of the circle, or oh. whatever, I was like, he's scoring. So Arizona would uh, uh, would Paul Korea work in his prime today? Oh, he would he would he would flourish today. Think of Johnny Goodrow. Mm-hmm. That's exactly a, a good comparison. So for Arizona, I picked uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. He was always my first defenseman picked in fantasy hockey. Always. I would have picked their goalie, but I went with. Um... I went the homer pick for 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 the Coyotes. And oh, that's a good one. Just I I also go with the whole. You you stuck with a team your whole career, kind of thing, like. Like, very Danico ish. Like, like like yeah like Danico like I'll just say like Prezi ish how how his name is attached to our team Shane Doan is attached to. Arizona. I would say. Brodeur, Brodeur too, yeah, is the, but. The, but like uh, when you say Arizona Coyotes, who do you think of? Or Coyotes, because yeah. wherever the hell they played, yep. Shane Don. Boston. I went with Bark. Yeah. I was gonna go Bobby Orr, but we've talked about Bobby Orr, and then you were gonna bring up his his diving. I know I didn't want to bring that up during the show. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I guess I just did. Anyway, <laughs> Ray Bork is mine. Yeah, I told you I was scared of Ray Bork. I liked Cam Neely. I do have, a, by the way, I do have a Paul Correa jersey, and I do have a Cam Neely jersey. Nice. Again, you will never see me wear them. But Cam Neely was great. If they, if you had that jersey and they were there and you had a pen on you, yes, well, you'd get it signed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Would you frame it? No. I have my Devil's jersey signed and... Not framed? Right next to the, my, on my uh-huh. Bill Guerin jersey, I have Peter Sikora, Bill Guerin, and Steve Thomas. All three of them signed it. Hell's Angels, that was the name of their line. Um, right next to Peter Sikora's signature, big nacho stand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those people that frame. There, there's very few things I have autographed that are framed. One is the Parisi USA when he tied the goal. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him like celebrating. I have that signed, and were, I have. Were you physically there when he signed it, or did you buy it? I bought it. Okay. And I have uh, Paul McCartney. I would get my Brodor and um, what's his name on the uh, thirty jersey. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that asshole's <laughs> name. <clears throat> but yeah, I would I'd get that framed and I'd hang it right above that TV. I would get Hen- if you could do like cool ones. I would get Henrique with the "It's Over." Yeah, I him have signed, and Lundqvist signed. Do you honestly think Lundqvist would sign it? There's an easy way to do it. You like, get him to sign a piece of paper, <laughs> and then uh, you go to the no. frame store, and you have no. the two autographs underneath the picture. No, you don't do that. You just go, hey, can you? Would you? W- would you? All, All right. right. Buffalo? I had a tough one with this one because I couldn't really – I had – it was either Pat LaFontaine or um, – I forget who the other guy was. Hasek? Oh, Hasek was in another. God damn it! I, right, I would either put Hasek or or Lafontaine. I went with Maxim Finneganov. He was one of my fucking favorite players when I was younger. Number sixty-one, 
He was fast. He nobody could catch him. Oh, you know who else I could have done? Satan. I mean, Satan. Miroslav Again, one of the most perfect names the Devils should have traded for. The Devils would have had Satan. Calgary. I went with Jerome Ginla. That's a good one. I was tossed between Johnny Hockey and Theo Fleury. Fleury's another one. You but know, I went with Johnny Hockey because I always hear New the Jersey f- and he wears thirteen. I always hear the word flurry, right? And for some, who's the guy that beat the hell out of somebody with a stick? I think wasn't his name Flurry. On what, McSorley? No, I f- I forget. But every time I hear that name, I, I always think of that that situation. But Carolina, we both went with goalies. Yeah. Because every time we fucking play them. Oh, yeah. Kevin Weeks. Yeah, I think the only reason we had Kevin Weeks on our team is so that he couldn't beat us. <laughs> but ever since he was on our team and every time he goes on NHL Network, anytime you see the word Devils, his face lights up, his eyes light up, and he has nothing but great things to say. Why isn't he our Uh-oh. color commentator? No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, both looked, we both looked at each other like, what? Like, I like Danico and all, but man, is Kevin Weeks good. He might be the best. Or the other part, too. You're, here's the other thing, too. Like, work it up, because you, you think about it, right? You put Danico in there already, right? So he's established, what have you. Why couldn't they go with him instead of Bryce Salvador? I know Bryce Salvador, from the beginning of the season, he sucked. No, he still sucks. He got better towards the end when one it didn't matter for us anymore and he really got to like open the floodgates about they fucking suck but he did it professionally. Yeah. That's the real Bryce Salvador came out and I appreciated that. Weeks could have been that guy, the between the boards guy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But Weeks is way too good to be the behind the board guy. I went with Arthur Zerbe. He had the ugliest hockey equipment in the history of fucking man. <laughs> And I picked him because when I was in high school, he was on the Sharks, and they practiced at our rink. Mm-hmm. So I, I had gym class in our ice rink. Yes, my high school had an ice, its own ice rink, and we, I was standing there watching, and their practice was ending up. He was standing at the red line, with the goalie stick. Didn't have his goalie gloves on, taking one-time passes with his goalie stick and binging them off the fucking crossbar. I was like. Damn. <laughs> that guy has a better shot with a goalie stick than you do in ever. full goalie equipment than I will ever have. <laughs> Chicago, we went with the, the two obvious ones. Yeah, Patrick Kane. For and me. I went with Taves, just because I like Taves. Taves me, bro. I like his attitude. So do I. Uh, but I like Kane because of the offensive stuff. Yeah, I like Taves. I mean, not offensive, but. I like his, his offensive no bullshit. Yeah, there's no bullshit. Patrick Kane, you know who doesn't like him? Cab drivers. <laughs> Colorado. Patrick Roy. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Rua. <laughs> you don't want to go with Joe Sackick? It, it was either Patrick Roy or Adam Foote. Oh, wow. Just Adam. because Adam Foote, you think of Foote, and then you think of that hairy oh, the Appalachian yeah, the, uh, logo they the had. The abominable snowman. Uh, yeah. That was... I went with Peter Forsberg because he was my... Forsberg. Pretty much the late 90s into the 2000s, he was my one of my favorite players. Played with an attitude. Unbelievable skill. They, when you have a move on a breakaway named after you, <laughs> you're pretty nasty. Uh, Columbus, 
I went with I went with recent stuff. I go Panarin. Just I went with Mike Commodore because he had a huge red fucking afro <laughs> when he played for them and Calgary and I, Carolina. I don't remember Columbus's early stuff for players that they had. So I was gonna go with Epson Knutson. Epson, like the salt. Yeah, mm. he's the reason that we have the netting up. Oh, did he hit a person? He's the one that hit the little girl and killed the little girl. Mm. Dallas. I went Mike Madonna. It's a good one. I went with his line mate, Yuri <laughs> Lettinen. One of the only wingers to ever win the Selkie. You don't see that too often. Usually the Selkie is for a center. Mm-hmm. Detroit. Uh, I went Shanahan, but then you could have went with every goddamn Russian ever. <laughs> yeah. I went with the uh, limo driver. He was my favorite Detroit player. Um, no, I went with Sergei Fedorov. He was so fucking nasty. They were all nasty during yeah, that. But like, Fedor- like, this is a guy who played his whole career as a forward, and then when they're like, oh, man, we need someone to play defense. Should we call somebody up? He's like, nah, good. I got it. I'll play defense. Put me in, coach. And he was good. Put- we had one, too, and he left. He was, his name was Igor, and he left for the KHL already. <laughs> <Here are. laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, like... It's easy to go from defense to playing forward. I mean, it's just an adjustment skating-wise. But to go from forward to To playing defense defense, and still being nasty. But, Coach, I do do this at home or else I get beat. I don't want to get beat. I don't get get goulash. Goulash. Edmonton, I went with... Obviously, we both could have went with Gretzky. But it must have pained you to write yours. Yeah, it did. Let me just skip that. Go to Florida. I went with Yari Curry. Yari Curry is one of my favorite players ever. How do you get Yari out of J-U-R-I? Yeah. Europeans. Same thing with Roy. (laughs) Canadians. We both went with the same person for Florida. Yeah, because that's the only thing I could think of. He had one of the coolest helmets, John Van Beesbrook. I'd like Luongo. I could have put Luongo there. Luongo probably would have been a Vancouver thing for me. I mean, you know, foreshadowing, here we go. But. In L.A., we both said the same yeah, thing. Then that, there's a reason why I didn't go Gretzky with Edmonton. Because to me, he's always been a king. I mean, I know he was with Edmonton, but I think when my hockey sense, my spidey senses started going off, he was a king. And that was all that was. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have hockey in Arizona. You probably wouldn't have it in San Jose. Uh, no, yeah. You wouldn't have it in Anaheim. You wouldn't have it in Arizona <laughs> or Houston. Um, you probably <laughs> wouldn't have them in Florida if you definitely wouldn't and shouldn't have it in Carolina um, if Gretzky didn't get traded to L.A. I mean, L.A. would still have a team, but Gretzky just made hockey explode. Mm-hmm. I'd be very interested. Well, those players would be like 30, 31 right now. Right, people who were born in '88. Mm-hmm. I'd be very interested to see how many kids that were born after '88 are fans of Gretzky. No, are in the <laughs> NHL from California. Oh, after yeah, after he kind of came in. Mm-hmm. He was good. Interesting stat to look up if we had a stats person. Oh yeah. Well, I'll work on that. Put that on our list of to-dos, our long list of to-dos. Now on to wrestling. (sighs) If you're watching WWE. (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't for a while. And you're watching SmackDown. And you're watching Raw. I just want you to know you're not alone. 
in the fact. Yeah. Way to go, Michael Jackson. <laughs> you are not alone in the fact that you have wasted five hours of your week <laughs> watching nonsense. Did did the whole free agent thing, did Daniel Bryan and and um, Roman Reigns show up on one of those? Was it well, no, down? now it's just the wild card rule. Oh, so wild anybody card. could show up anywhere at any time. Um, But it's seriously, I would rather watch a candle burning in a mirror your your batman is way better than your mantra <laughs> my throat hurts but uh it's it's so bad that they're trying to throw so much shit to get you to watch so what was it it was last week when did we record friday right yeah that um Hi- Heyman. Heyman. <laughs> sorry he's on toronto um he came out and said he's gonna cash it in and we talked about it that day, saying how much of a BS move it would be if he can't, if you come out on social media and says he's cashing it in. You come to Monday night, and it's like... And that's what you got. <laughs> because they show it, they, they hyped it from 8 to 9. They hyped it more from 9 to 10. 10 o'clock comes out. <clears throat> Rollins comes out and says, I'm tired of waiting. I'm in the ring. Let's go. Cash it in. And let's see what you got. Brock Lesnar comes down. Is he still doing his beatbox? Yes. Holds on to it. Hands it over to, to Heyman. Runs into the ring. Picks up a chair. Starts beating the living piss. Like, to the point where Rollins' back was actually bleeding. With so the chair. Doing the backdrop. So doing F5s. All of this other stuff. And you hear Heyman yelling. Do you want to cash it in? Fuck! Cash it in! And he looks over the rope and he looks at Heyman and the camera's right behind Heyman so you see the back of his head and you hear him go, Friday, I'm going to cash it in on Friday in Saudi Arabia. I'm cashing it in then. And I just turned the TV off. Like I said, you know what? Like You basically just WCW'd us in the sense of we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then you watch and they don't do it and you're like, I just got fucking tricked. Into watching this. And we talked about it last week. Now, here's the other part. He wants to do it this week on a pay-per-view that nobody's going to no. watch. And you're. An, and I said it to my friend the other day. I said, you're an idiot if you change the title A, what, two months after WrestleMania? Yeah. B, on a pay-per-view nobody's going to watch. You know, like, it, it's really, really stupid. And my friend's like, well, what if Baron Corbin beats? He's not. He's not. I agree. But but if it's, th- it's just, it makes the money in the bank useless thing, the whole pay-per-view and everything. Yeah, pointless. Oh, uh, just here, this is how we get Brock back into the picture. And don't get me wrong. Brock is probably the only superstar we have. Yeah. Somebody that puts, and I hate doing this, like puts asses in seats. But does he really? If we can get, if we can get figures on merch sales, if you can get figures on attendance while he's there versus while he's not, right? You have, some, you have something to go on, but your gut feeling is, and read social media. Retire, I think... Wrestling fans are tired <clears throat> of the same seven fucking people fighting for the belt. Yes. And I think, 
again, and this part is opinion, that you can you can take a fucking script between Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, rewrite it today. I wouldn't have a problem with that no. because it's a real life situation. The thing is, get three actors, get three entertainers that can pull it off and I'll watch it. Right. It, and they did that. They even did that. And it was real. But they even did that for mid Carters back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the fact that Edge was fooling around with Lita, and who they, was with Matt Hardy. They made it into a story. They like. made it into a story for two, two guys that were at the time mid Carters mm-hmm. and a woman wrestler who really only wrestled one person all the time. Okay. But they turned it into something and it's the same as Miss Elizabeth Hogan. And they just did it in a different kind of spin, but yes, but you can do the same thing now that it's out that Becky and, and Rollins are dating. You can do it again. You could do it again. The, the other issue I have, and this one's with SmackDown is you randomly bring back Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. Just randomly, they brought him back, and now he's fighting for the title. The, the whole point of wrestling is, is that whole idea is you climb the ladder right. to get to a contendership status. And they're both doing, and it was actually a pretty decent promo yesterday. They're both doing the the Kofi. I waited, you know, what was it, ten, twelve years, whatever it is, for my chance, and I took advantage of it. And then Ziggler comes out and says, "Well, I've been here for fourteen years." And they showed like a whole video montage of his career. Good idea. The problem is you could have built that up organically. Storylined it. Not just like instead of just having a guy who's easily been off of TV for six months. Yeah, he hasn't been on since the whole Drew McIntyre coming back. Does he like hurt or something? I don't know. They just had nothing for him. And then you just bring him back and just like, oh, here, get a title shot. Like, if I'm a guy that's there all the time, like you're Finn Balor's and I'm wrestling, I've, like, I don't, no, no offense against Dolph Ziggler, but I mean, good for you, but what the fuck am I doing that I'm not getting? Or Samoa Joe or these guys or, or Daniel Bryant? Like, why am I getting looked over? You turn around and you go, can I have my release now? And that's what I think it's coming down to. Like, all of these guys just sitting there and just going, well, Okay. It, it is. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I look. And look, this whole pay-per-view kind of thing in Saudi Arabia and. I, what are they? They're getting paid like a hundred million dollars to, to do this annually or something. At least, what, like for five years or something? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a quote-unquote like short-termish kind of thing. You cannot dub this a WrestleMania or better card. Okay. Honestly, if you are headlining, if your headliners are the undertaker, no offense to the undertaker, Goldberg and Goldberg and triple H and Randy Orton, which they both had good triple H and Randy Orton. Fine. Because you know why they have a history. Triple H can still wrestle. They had a good promo on, on raw. Was it a whole, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, what was the name of their group? Evolution. Ev- was it a whole like evolution no. kind of thing? Triple H came out. Randy Orton. Triple H came out. Randy Orton came out, and they it, they weren't like the the stare down like, you know, the normal like Triple H. It was it was like jovial Triple H. Like hey hey, and he goes Randy. He goes, 
you are going to go down in history as one of the best. He goes, you are. He goes, the titles you've won, the matches you've had, you know, you've been here long enough. And the he goes, you shit in. and he basically like said to him, like, I'm proud of you for all the fights that we've had. You've come to this point. And I, he goes, I want, I'm proud of you. And basically he said, like, I'm proud of you. And I saw the potential in you. And that's why I pushed you as hard as we did. Okay. Good. So he's, you know, and he's thanking him. He goes, this is going to be, and, you know, it was it was basically like a friendly kind of conversation. But he's like, this match is going to be the culmination of all of the hard work that I've put into you. And now I'm going to take you out. And, tri- and, and you know, Randy Orton's going to, and then Triple H shook his hand and walked out of the ring. And Randy Orton grabbed, has the mic and goes, uh, Hunter? I, I, I just have one question. One point. You and, always love those when you watch and, TV. You're and going, Triple oh. H is kind of like nodding his head like, yeah. He goes, I was just wondering, um, when we wrestle on Friday, um, will you be bringing your balls out of Stephanie's pocketbook? <laughs> and Triple H didn't get that like, like, you know, where you see all the scars on his forehead from him <laughs> blading himself. Yeah. He got that like, all right. He goes, you know, you know, Randy, he goes, the reason she holds him is because if there's, I have such big balls that it'd be difficult for me to walk or do anything with. He goes, you wouldn't understand what it's like to have balls. So they went with a semi-serious DX kind of joke. Yeah. But it, it was awesome in the sense, because then you see Randy Orton and Randy Orton kind of like chuckles. And then you go, and that's it. And they just walk their separate ways. Like, that's what they're missing today. Like, they're missing those promos yeah. where you do, it doesn't have to end with someone going through the table. It doesn't have to end with, you know, rolling around on the mat. It should just be zinger, 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 zinger. All right, I'll see you next week. And it's, it's one of those kinds of things as to where, you know, when they were pushing Sting when he came in, right? Who would be Sting's natural? Uh, you, you would put him with The Undertaker, right? Right. That storyline between Triple H and Orton kind of has that crescendo of what a Sting Undertaker would have been. It would have been like, okay, you know what? You were the best in your side. I was the best in my side. We Let's respect go. each other. Let's go. Let's put this. And what I would have, if, if that match ever took place, I would put it for, I would create a real like title an, like an icon the iconic title not not the or, iconics title but or the legends title yeah a legends title that's fine because i think um i, th- I think tna did a whole like like an icon like belty kind a, of a thing. legends title and that way when you fucking roll out a stupid goldberg versus undertaker match for yeah. no reason they're fighting for, for something. something yes but then, and then again, you're only really limiting this to those who are up in an Undertaker or Triple H, a Sting. No, and then what you do is at the Royal Rumble, you have another Royal Rumble. You have a Legends Royal Rumble. For those who can still do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you bring out the Hurricane and you bring out, you know, you could put Edge out there and Christian. Like, they're not taking any big bumps. No, you're just flipping over the ropes, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm available, Vince. I'm just saying. You better jump on me because it's you or the devils. <laughs> so apparently with um, Sami Zayn's um, uh, electric chair thing a couple weeks back, apparently this was scripted to make him look edgy. Again, 
if you're if you're of if you're like single digits in age or just went into double digits in age you're still naive enough to think oh this is kind of semi real when you're double digits when or like your friends Russo yeah or or and when your age is like with a if it begins with a three or a four and there's a number after it um, you know that shit like that doesn't make live TV or else you're fired instantaneously your mic's cut off what have you so I don't know I, I just well did you hear did we talk about it last week about what yeah, Vince Russo said R- Russo thinks that everybody's a rube that thinks that this isn't a handshake agreement between Cody and Vince that which leads to us next week where we talk about if you could do dream matches between AEW and Raw, who would Very they be? Very nice foreshadowing. How about that? Lead-ins for days. Oh, AJ Styles is out. Injury. He got pulled recently, right? Out of the, uh, out of something. There you got, yeah, there was a four-way match. I think it was for the title. Mm. Like, to, to, com- to, hell happen. to compete. I think he's just got, they said, like, bumps and bruises and a sore back and whatnot. That's fine. I have no problem with that. He's been nonstop for like two years. Two years. Yeah. You know, and he's not putting on, and, and his style isn't, uh, no pun intended, his style isn't exactly, you know, uh, in, easy on the body for oh, him. No, it's, it's, it's not your Hulk Hogan five move thing or, or John Cena five move. No offense to John Cena, but he's Hulk Hogan light. Yeah. That's what he's doing when you can't see me. The, this is one of my five moves. So the next thing. <laughs> Uh, the bearing of Ambrose out of his multiple interviews with did we, Chris, yeah, Chris with Jericho. Jericho. Did we talk about that last week? Steve Austin, he came out with. He did a another interview trying to, I don't know if it was mopping up or clarification on his interviews with Chris Jericho and Stone Cold Steve Austin. All I know is that he's been released from the WWE. And, and my God, John Moxley is just open mouth F you. I don't know if it's an FU. I think it's more of like freedom. Like I've had duct tape on my mouth for the last eight years and I've kept my mouth shut. I've been a good soldier. I've done my thing. Now, I can now talk I'm out. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to I'm not going to shit talk you. I'm just going to talk about me and my unhappiness there. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, uh, I don't think this one was on the Jericho podcast it was on one of the other ones about how his how his last days his how, last, yeah. once he said that he was going to uh to leave right before well during it was before wrestlemania yeah and he came out and said you know like all right i'm leaving and then they they didn't job him out right away but they were you could see that they were starting to and it started at wrestlemania when they had that over the top rope Andre the Giant thing. Yeah. And I believe it was Nina Jax threw him out. Excuse me, Naya. Naya, whatever. <laughs> Gives a fuck. <laughs> Naya Jax threw him out and that they were, the plan was <clears throat> to have a feud with him and Naya Jax. And apparently didn't he say like he didn't have a problem with it? No, he, he I don't have a pro- he, he was like, I don't have a problem with it. He goes, but it was their way of burying me before I left so that I wouldn't leave with any steam. And he said someone backstage, I'm going to say it was fucking Hunter. It was triple H who said like, if you have him job out to a woman, he's going to have fuel for the fire when he leaves that he's going to grab that mic on that first AEW and be like, I'm here 
because I don't want to fight women <laughs> and whatnot. And on the flip side of it, you not demean, but you lower like the women's division of all the steam they're trying to build up and get this up and running. You in, lose it because yeah. I mean, in reality, the women's division. Outside, in reality, outside of the top three or four, there is nothing. Right, but in reality, nobody should ever beat Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah. In reality, no. if you saw Nia Jax in a bar fighting Alexis Bliss, there's no way in hell you're going. I'm picking a short little blonde girl <laughs> in this fight. No. Even if you took Ronda, not Ronda. Well. And if Ronda was still there, n- nobody should beat her, right. ever. Like she should have walked into ring into fights, and just punched somebody in the face. And that was it. And then it was it. And she oh. just stood over, put their foot on him, and walked out. That's what I would have done. If a Goldberg situation. Yeah. Perfect. See, rewriting storylines with the right people. Because it's believable. Yeah. It's you know where she came from. Nia Jax is large enough where she a larger physically. Per- yeah, a, a physically larger person can beat a skinny person. Or, or a right. thinner person, a smaller person. And back in the day, it was believable that China could physically beat some of those men. That's why she became the IC title holder. It, it's just like the whole thing of like Andre the Giant. You're going to go up against Andre the Giant, you will lose. You cannot beat a giant. Unless you have another giant. And then the, when somebody who's not a giant beats Andre the Giant, you just made that person, you just got that person over. Which... Happened when Hogan slammed right. Andre the Giant. That's what I was torch. just going to say. Like, all it took was him fucking body slamming him. And Hulk Hogan became Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan because of that. You see how much history we have in the palm of our hands and how, how simplistic yet th- thorough storylines mm. were back then? You wrote this out like six months and you saw, the, you saw the beginning, the middle, the end. I started thinking about that, especially when I was writing for next week's episode about Mm -hmm. feuds because I did write about AEW and WWE and then I wrote five WWE feuds that they could do that would capture people like people that are in the company now right right and I started thinking like all right so here's the the fight that I want to have at X pay-per-view now I'm going to work backwards what you simply did was what you would think a writer would do in this situation. Wrestling, TV, movies, yeah. podcasts, what have you. Lifetime, I'm sure like... Lifetime channel. Lifetime, hey. <laughs> I, I, I will always say, and I know it has nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> one of the best, in my opinion, scripted you know, comedy shows on regular TV mm-hmm. was How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Because here's the goal. At the end, you're going to find out who the mother is. And then they just worked backwards from that to the point where the the final reveal scene where you find out who his mother is and what happened. I don't want to spoil it for if people are watching it still, even though it's been over for five years. Um, they filmed the final scene of that show like the first day. Oh, wow. So they had it in their pocket, the whole, the the only, whole series. The, the only people who knew about it was Ted, who played the main character, mm-hmm. and the two kids that played his kids knew who the mother was and what happened. 
and they held on to it for nine years. That's that's pretty fucking good. That's what you have to do at wrestling. Just start at the end. I want Seth Rollins and Fine, Brock, whatever Brock at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins is going to win. Okay, now I work backwards. Right. You figure. You figure. Yeah. I, it's. I go back three months. That's all you need. It's three months for that feud. I go backwards. Okay. Ba 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 ba. Who has the belt? Here it is. All right, they beat this person. Seth Rollins comes in on Monday. Promo. Next Monday, they have... And you know who I think has this in his head? Triple H. Yes. And and it's not one of those where you want to wish that Vince would step aside. You can have Vince step aside and have Vince be a character because he's okay with... You're fired. Whatever. You know he's okay with that because he wants to do the entertainment part of it. No way. I, it's yeah. No way Vince ever walks away from this without dying. Dying. Literally legitimately dying and not in a limo. That <laughs> was a hell of a fucking storyline. That thankfully that one died with Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Favorite wrestlers of all time. Good top five list for you and for me. I actually mm-hmm. had to redo this one earlier today, but because I totally forgot the my number one. How I don't know. So we can go with oh, I don't have these in any order. Well, I, when I was thinking of mine, I'm like, holy shit, how did I forget this guy? But we'll go with yeah. you first. Uh, again, this mine list is in no order. But uh, neither is mine. But I I'm going to go with the, the greatest jobber ever. <laughs> Barry Horowitz. And, I, and look, I have no... I, I went with one too. But I have no... Like, guys like him, guys like Barry, uh, uh, Brooklyn Brawler, okay? Um... To a point, Axel, Jim Duggan, because by the time I think he was already established, but by the time like the 80s came around, he was more of like like mid-card to jobber. Like, yeah. He was he was falling because like Vince was like, oh, you're, you're just a guy with a two-by-four. Woohoo. We're going to bring you out with every American uh, issue we have with Hulk Hogan and beat that theory to death. Uh, my, my thing was Iron Mike Sharp. Which one was the pat on the back? That was Barry Horowitz. Yeah, that's exactly why. When he came out with the fucking jacket with the handprint <laughs> on his back, I said, sold. You, if he was around today yes, and not Kurt Hawkins, right. who is the modern-day Barry Horowitz, if he came out today, they would make a fortune selling the T-shirt with the handprint on the back. Yeah. And you kind of had that situation with, um, what's his name? Eugene? Yep. He came out huge from the independent scenes. You gave him a good enough gimmick. You, it, it was all right. He played it well. Okay. You wouldn't be able to do that today, but yeah. No, it's true. But you, okay, look, he could have been the, the, the guy that's a little slow right before the IPO came out. And then when the IPO came out, you change the storyline to, to say, screw this. You know, you've made a mock blah, 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 like a CM Punkish kind of moment and turn them easy. Easy. Apparently he was a. A little bit of a boozer. Mm, maybe that's why he's not there anymore. Like, you know what else you couldn't do today? And I was listening on Bischoff's podcast. Remember Chuck and... Oh, the gay, the gay one? Yeah, the gay marriage. And they were supposed to get married. And they're at the mm-hmm. altar. And Bischoff was actually the guy, uh-huh. you know, the the official. And when they found out it was like a gay marriage... The other name they brought out that fucking brought back weird memories. Remember Rico? He was like the like flamboyant kind of. He was uh, the the disco inferno before, after the disco inferno. I'm sure you can Google it and look it. Sure. 
But uh, they you couldn't do that today. No. Way too PC to to look to look at an entertainment show and go. These these guys are entertainer entertainers. That's and, all they do. And Bischoff made a, a really like. He I don't want to blow the, like sound like I'm blowing the guy, but he made an excellent point. Like, of all of the entertainment mediums that are in all over the place. Why is wrestling being held to the moral, like the highest of moral compasses? It's probably the fakest. He goes, we have grown men wearing tights, rolling around on top of one another. And then when we do something that's, you know, slightly edgy, everyone flips out on us. Meanwhile, you have a TV show that can do something like that. And it's like, Mm-mm, okay. Yeah. They, oh. they, you do enough to get by the the censors and you're good. Yeah, but then you have the moral police that come after you. So what else do you have on here as your as your favorites? Uh, I always liked Mick Foley. Every time you heard the car crash, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. and dun, I'm not dun. talking about the mankind, the oh, the scary, you know. I'm no, you're talking boy. about Mick Foley. Mick Foley. No, even but even when he came out as mankind, him. Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H. Those were guys that you just go out there and be like, all right, go talk shit on each other. And that's it. Like, they didn't have, like, you have to say A and he'll say B and then you'll say C. And isn't that what um, with uh, Mr. Moxley Ambrose uh, basically said, that every single thing is scripted? From eyebrows, looks to stare downs to... That means you have to be a really good actor. And I and I thought Foley was more than a glorified stuntman. Oh, I mean, he was he was good. He he was just he was the everyday character, mm-hmm. the guy that wore sweatpants and sneakers, and you were like, he probably wears that all the time. <laughs> like you're not seeing him. Like he doesn't put on a wrestling outfit. Like that's probably what he showed up. Yeah. To the <laughs> arena in NBA stars and and NFL stars show up to games in three piece suits. Mick Foley comes to the arena. Sweatpants and, and a flannel. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get changed in the locker room. He just sits out there and goes, I'm waiting my time for 920. Yep. <laughs> God, who else you got after Iron Mike? Um, I had The Undertaker. Obviously, I want, well, that's pretty high on the list. I also had Demolition and Vader. I couldn't, you can't, I can't separate them. I knew I, you would I, have Vader on there. I, I, I combined them because of just gimmick. I also put Hogan and Savage together as a gimmick because that's what held, I think, the WWF then together enough where they they use them. You know, you have your heavyweight, you have your intercontinental, and it, and it wrapped around those two guys and the ultimate warrior. I wasn't a big fan of the warrior because it was almost like that Goldberg syndrome where it was like, you know, he was going to come in, be his right. wild character. I didn't, I liked his character, whatever. It was, it was different. It was entertaining. Was it a character? <laughs> And apparently he what he lived his he lived his character and died it but <laughs> died it is that would that would, yeah. would that be the proper sure. vernacular I don't know you want to ask him <laughs> um but I just didn't I didn't buy into the whole like it was almost like one of those like Andre the Giant things right like he can't lose the Ultimate Warrior can't lose once he lost it was like okay you're done yeah I uh I put Stone Cold and if you put Stone Cold in my opinion you got to put the Rock because. Probably one of the best feuds ever. 
with the two of them. With the milk truck and the, and the beer truck. And, and the, the corporate rock and the milk truck was angle. Uh, angle, yeah. But Stone Cold, I mean. Oh, here, that's another one. You rewrote, you rewrote a storyline for another thing. It wasn't a beer truck. It was a milk truck. Exactly. <laughs> and it worked. And now what you can do with Roman Reigns oh, no. is because oh, him don't, and don't. no, but him and, and Shane are trying to do the the Vince Stone Cold thing where okay. I'm in charge. Okay. All right. Shane's in the hospital. Bedpan. Hit him with the bedpan. Give him the enema. You know. Get the bedpan. I swear to God. Stone, if you say Stone Cold Steve Austin, the three things that come up, glass breaking, yep. drinking beer, bedpan. Never dropping a fucking beer. No. They would throw him from across the ring and it would just be, <laughs> unlike you. Unlike me who just dropped the bottle. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but yeah, Stone Cold, just the beer throwing alone. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You can even go back to his time in WCW when he was with the Hollywood Blondes, that he had that Stone Cold character. Because it was a heel. Him and Pelman were heels. Yep. So you saw it then, just with blonde hair, which if you look at Stone Cold with WWE hair, so and then Stone Cold with hair and WCW, you're like, what the hell? Every time I see Stone Cold with hair, he looks like, who was the big blonde haired guy? Remember the show Coach? Yes. Yeah, the, the, big the coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the other, his, oh, the other guy. The yeah, other yeah. guy, the younger guy with the big blonde hair. Yeah. I was going to say you, you were thinking of nails. <laughs> no. That's a good one. They, they look the same, too. Yeah. And then I had to put my favorite, DDP, self-high-five. Every time I <laughs> hear Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit, I yell in my vehicle, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. <laughs> but the thing with DDP is, like, again, he kind of had that Mick Foley, like, he's, he was 40-plus when he finally when hit. He hit it, yeah. And he was like, I was a... You know, a, a, valet. a valet. I ran a nightclub, and now I decided to start wrestling, and what the fuck? Hey, look, here I am. It, you could see his character arc, and it yeah. worked. It worked, and he grew organically. Yeah. It wasn't like they went from Goldberg is a champion. Oh, let me just throw DDP. Like, he worked his way up, and didn't he wrestle with Leno and Carl Malone? And, right. Like, he did the stupid gimmicky matches, and then he worked his way up. The thing that sucked with him is... By the time he got to the WWE, he was like fifty something. Yeah, and, you, and there was nothing yeah. you couldn't do. I mean, still one of the best finishers. Art, which is the RKO. Which... I'm going to go with the Diamond Cutter because it was the Diamond Cutter before the RKO. Okay, and my top list is Sting, Surfer Sting. Excuse me. I don't give a shit about the Crow. I don't give a shit about the 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 whatever. Surfer Sting. That's it. Woo! No, it wasn't a woo. It was, a, it was, a, it was like a, a, not a howl, but like a cry or a yell. Because you couldn't do the woo because it was flair. And I can always appreciate the last night The last night of WCW, you had a sting and flair. I didn't, yeah. I didn't care how flabby flair was. The nostalgic of it is the same kind of nostalgia I had when sting first hit Raw. I marked. I cried. I was like, holy shit. And that was it. Yeah. So, um, something that we had, quote-unquote, stolen, just because I had a conversation about it today, um, with another uh, podcast that I follow on my Twitter feed. So, um, if, you're on your, if you're listening on your phones, you can definitely minimize the podcast. Don't close it, just minimize it. You can still listen to us. Um, and you can always go and follow 
SLTD Wrestling. The Twitter handle is STD Wrestling. There you go. Um, put a, a thing out there. If you could bring back any of these individuals, as they're four, still alive. Eight, ten of these individuals. You yes, have to preface that because yes. this is wrestling. Yes. Um, you would. <laughs> Someone bring... else died, by the way. Start the clock. Oh. Some uh, Japanese wrestler. He was forty-one. Were they in New Japan Wrestling? Yes. Okay, then, okay, there's some... And he was a champion of some sort. Oh, did he... Did Is that the guy that, that uh, he Aoki? lost? Aoki, A-O-K-I, I want to say his name was. Anoki? Yeah. No way, he did? Antonio Anoki? Yeah. Holy fuck, hold on. Hold the phones. I might be wrong. Yeah, because... No, he retired in 98. No, Antonio Inoki's still there. Anyway, okay. Sorry about that. Um, so if you could... Uh, four, eight... So these ten people, okay? Uh, who would you bring back in their prime I guess, to wrestle today? Uh, those oh, are... I was right. Atushi. Oh, Atushi. Ioki. Uh, I have no idea who that is. I don't know, but he died in a motorcycle crash. Ugh. Yuck. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, Sting, Goldberg, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, or Triple H? That's a bad picture of Sting, by the way. It is. Could have brought back the fucking surfer one. Um, so who would you bring back in their prime? Um, I'll, t- I'll go through everybody, and I'll start with the per- people I wouldn't bring back in their prime. Okay. I wouldn't bring back Goldberg. I don't want Goldberg, Goldberg back in any time. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. His, his WWE character sucks worse than what his WCW character was. I think Gold, like Goldberg's Goldberg died when he lost. Yep. He went on a streak of what almost 200 whatever matches. That's the same with Oscar. When was the last time you saw fucking Oscar? That that was a fucking fall drop. You don't go on a streak and when you lose, he could have like lost by like disqualification or something like somebody low blowed him through something in his eyes or whatever. Who like, did you know? he lose to? Hogan? Uh, uh Something or Nash, NW, something about NWO ish. Like it, it had to it be one bad. of those two. It was something bad. Where, but okay, so go ahead. Uh, I, I would then go to Bret Hart. Really? He didn't. Again, if we're talking about bringing somebody back into 2019, from their wrestling prime, from their wrestling prime, the most important thing right now is personality. Mm, okay. To so, get over. Okay. Okay. As great as a wrestler as Bret Hart is, was, mm-hmm. and in forever his prime, will be. And yeah, forever will be. <laughs> um, he, would you would you bring back AEW Bret Hart? <laughs> as good as he is, his wrestling like there are tons of good wrestlers, but he really didn't have a personality. That's true. Um, and and I the discussion I kind of had um on Twitter. Uh, with uh, SLTD Wrestling was that I said Bret Hart and I said um, let me just bring up the thread if you'll allow me a second here you said you'd bring Bret Hart back? I would wow I made you I'm, and somebody else that's on for this shitting list. on Paul Correa mm. um, <laughs> I said you can you Bret Hart in his prime and, I, and now the more that I think about it his prime was really as a tag team member so I you know, for, but I was thinking more of, for singles. You can bring Brett back from his prime and have a whole long intercontinental reign. You have him fighting people like Rollins or uh, Styles 
Orton, Daniel Bryan, or even Kevin Owens, you those one, two, three, those five people, you have a whole year's worth of of writing done, easy. Right. You know what I mean? So but, that's that's one of the guys I would bring back. And then they were responding back. Brett Rollins, uh, Brian or Cesaro against Brett would be instant classics too. Um, so as a side note, go ahead and follow. Yeah, but like that's a good example. Like Cesaro is a good wrestler. Why is he being? But he has no fucking personality right now. None. He doesn't even have a fucking opening. Right. Like his personality <laughs> and Bret Hart, like you put them in a promo. It, it would be like watching fucking Lance Storm read. It's just not exciting. <laughs> is it, wait, what's Lance Storm? Is he with uh, ROH? No, Lance Storm. WCW. No, no. Oh. I know. But what's he, who's he with now? Because we can cover that federation. Too. No. <laughs> I would put, uh, again, uh, going backwards of mm-hmm. people I wouldn't want to see. I would put Hogan. While big in personality, he has less moves than John Cena. Yeah, and, and that's... Okay, so... In today's world... Yes. ...where you have the curb stomp and the fucking F5, you know, like... Can you imagine... The leg drop is... That's 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 the move. The people's elbow, that's the Can move. Can you imagine... All right, let's just put it this way. Hogan in his prime against Brock, okay? You know how, like, fumbly... Hogan looked when he was like mobile, when he was hitting yeah. the ropes and all that kind of, can you imagine fucking Lesnar trying to shove him over his shoulder on an F5? You know how awkward that would look? How like disgusting that would look? You just see like legs just like, oh. yeah, it's, it was, it would be bad. I agree with that one. Uh, now it gets a little difficult. Honestly, I, I would go with sting next. Oh, killing me because I'd bring him back in his prime surface thing again, but, Today, promo-wise, making it feel natural. He he did in WCW. He did. I know you didn't watch it, but he did. Not not this crow sting, not the no, NWO no, no. sting or anything, but like surface thing. He had he had the promos. He was the company guy. So that yeah. that's what all of his promos really were. Were the company guy, and the company may have screwed him over a little bit, and he got a little pissy. You were still fan of Sting, and you felt how he was pissy with management kind of thing. But he he always had it. I would say The Undertaker then, after that. Um, Just because his gimmick, like if he came out today. He'd have to almost be like that bikery kind of gimmick, kind of. The American badass. Like yeah. His gimmick today, if he came out in 2019. It would be on the same par as like the boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. It w- I mean, and we won't even talk about fucking Bray Wyatt's gimmick. Ugh. Is, is that, is that, is that turning going. on? I don't even know what. Somebody brought up the point on on Twitter that he, what he really should do is start stealing things or something like that, and just like starting like, and that's how he starts his feuds, or like he'll he'll attach himself to somebody and start stealing shit or what have you, and or, building up the the storyline that way. But, or have the playground like the playhouse thing. And have, I don't know who he's going to fucking feud with. I could really care less. Every, everybody was like, please don't let his first one be Finn Balor. Like, that should be, like, your ultimate. That that should be your that last. That should be your WrestleMania, the Demon yeah. versus that guy. Yeah. But let's say, all right, fine. Let's say you're starting your feud, his feud with. It's got to be somebody who's established, but doesn't matter if they lose. Anyway, that's another time. Um, let's see. So we have... Triple H, Ric Flair, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold left. 
I would not, and I agree with the ones of not bringing back, with the exception of Sting and Bret Hart. I agree with the Undertaker. I wouldn't bring. I would not bring back Triple H because he still has it. Yeah, that's His, my. I don't necessarily like the arrogant Triple H. I like the fun, like what what you saw with Orton. What you saw on Monday, and like the DX, where you're. I'm a smartass. Like I'm. I'm a smartass, but I don't have any power, and I'm gonna beat you kind of attitude not the i'm the authority you know yeah, i know what's best for business he's he he still has he's like he's about like five to seven years younger than like when hogan was done right like he still has it for an, a little bit longer he's got about three years of quality yeah he can carry a match right so next four are tough <sighs> back in their prime i, I would i would say my next one's flair great on promos would be able to shit talk right and everything but as far as putting together a five-star match with his set list mm. it's he falls into the same boat as hogan yeah. chops flips in the corners the face plants oh he sells oh all he would be the great he sells loser. At, what is he now? Like in his 60s, 70. 70s? He can still sell that shit now. He'll probably fucking crack a hip yeah, or die if die, he does yeah, it. He's but, not been doing too well. <clears throat> but he can still sell it today. But make him, if you're going to bring him back in his prime today in 2019, he's a he's Paul Heyman. And he's you, somebody's manager slash advocate. And you know how I would really do it and I would dip back into his past? Let them start, to, and this is to push the women's division too. A four horsemen with women. Let them do four horsewomen, and him and Charlotte lead that thing, right? And you you put more validity into because they kind of like they 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 kind of pushed it a little bit, right? When they're like in house shows, like right. before, like Bailey and and um, Becky, Becky and and Charlotte, and I forget who the other person was. Um, they, they, you know, it was pushing it when they had like a Ruby Riot, Sasha, like, maybe and they had like four other people like they, they could push it. They really couldn't. I don't know why they didn't. I probably know you could why bring, you could bring in like Arn Anderson or somebody and let him have, be on the other side of it. Yeah. yeah, you could you could do that if, if you were going to bring him back. Sure. I, I would say that. But yeah, I, I wouldn't bring Flair back for the same reason I wouldn't bring Hogan back is that that set list today doesn't work. We Cena does it because the kids are young enough to like. Okay, I like Cena, but he he can evolve. Like yeah. Cena does evolve. Like he went from never going on the top rope to doing a little bit of top rope to having no submission hold to doing a submission. Like he has the ability to. I just don't think Flair and Hogan and like you're not going to have a submission match. It almost wouldn't be believable with Hogan. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the sleeper hold yeah, when, oh when he boy. when he. You know, he gets those twenty-four inch pythons around your. Yeah, he 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 puts you to he puts you to a nap so he can hit the ropes and give you the big boot. Yeah. All right, the next three are tough. So, um, I would do Michaels. I don't I, I don't know. See, why. I'd do Austin. Again, set list wise, as far as the kinds of matches he could have, in his prime before his neck injury, you're basically getting a body slam, the the middle finger knee drop. The Luthez press. Corner work. The stomping a mud hole. Stunner. <laughs> You're right. Okay. You know, again, promo's great. Yeah. Character, awesome. But as far as His putting him thing. in a match 
with some with the talent of Rollins and and even like guys like Cesaro and stuff where these guys are jumping off ropes and and flipping off of could you could you put Austin in a match with fucking Ricochet? Did you I saw what he did with Cesaro where he landed on his shoulders and then fucking back flipped off of it? Oh, holy fuck. He's going to get a, a big push. And I talk to, about he needs dream a, matches with him next week. He needs week. to get a, like, a little bit bigger. Like, taller, a little yeah. bit. Well, I don't think he's getting taller. <laughs> no, I mean bigger, like like muscle-wise. Like, let it, it, let it's not be. his physique. He's like the modern Rey Mysterio. If, if he's like a little bit like a little bit like Triple H, tone-wise, or like Randy Orton-ish. Oh, so you're saying do a cycle. Huh? You're saying do a cycle. <laughs> a little bit more meat on the fucking bones kind of that. Yeah, he's perfect. But then, and then I think if he does add the the muscle or whatever, he loses his agility. Probably he can't do all that. Probably. Shit. Sorry. So your your last two end up being Rock versus uh, Shawn Michaels. HBK. I would go with Shawn Michaels yeah. as number two. Yeah. Just because, I mean, The Rock is so electric, promo wise. He can do different matches, as you saw with the hardcore match with Mick Foley and whatnot. But Shawn Michaels, I mean, it, you're talking about dream matches. Him and Rollins in their primes. Him and AJ. Him and Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, you know what probably took me off of choosing HBK? That the, he's a prick in real life? The picture they put, it was, the, it was that right after he broke up the Rockers kind of gimmick. His Playboy gimmick? Yeah, and that's probably what killed it. Not, it, It's just that... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see him I'll, as being. I'll like, take his Playboy gimmick over his fucking God. found Jesus. Well, and having instead of having hearts and and whatnot hanging off of my uh, metal chain metal thing, you have crosses. Um, I saw a snapshot of the last NXT takeover behind the scenes with like Triple H and and um, Michael Cole looking at the TV and you know talking to guys in the ears. Shawn Michaels is there too. Like, active in it. Oh, I believe is, it. Is he backstage talent for this shit, too? I bet he's one of those, like, call in, hey, come in. Take a look. Take a look. Tell me what you would do yeah. in this situation. Uh, you know, give these he, guys some pointers. He's the associate producer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, our number one. I, I, would yeah. you agree? Yeah. Because I think if you put The Rock today, like today, get get him all, you know, oiled up and, and, and ready to go. Not and, T-shirt and, Rock. Not when he had to wrestle in a shirt because he wasn't ripped yet. Yeah, and put, he was chubby. Put ripped rock, and 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 it, maybe it's just me with the whole like tattoo thing. But that whole like shoulder tattoo shit just. Anyway, putting that aside, you put Rock in his prime today. Yes, absolutely. I could watch him wrestle today, and beat the shit out of somebody, and I don't care who. Put the, put Kevin Owens in there. You have two Mike guys again. You put him against Rollins. Fine. Something. Shawn Michaels Owens would be a good one too. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels in his prime when he was a prick versus, <laughs> versus Owens Ken, now who now. is a prick. <laughs> yeah. I think, Rock, I think Rock Owens would be very good. Mike Wise, oh yeah. I, I think Kevin Owens is the next one to, oh here's a contract? No thanks. And he flourishes elsewhere. See, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm him if I leave. Just because 
one, they're going to offer him a boatload to stay. To stay, yeah. But he is a main eventer. He is. They they haven't thrown him into the the five or six guys, you know, the Rollins, the Reigns, Brock, apparently now Dolph Ziggler. And Baron Corbin, don't forget Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. Why? I don't get it either. I don't, I, I mean, and there's people who are pro Baron Corbin. I don't understand it. The guy doesn't have the look. He could maybe be a good heel manager. I, I don't see the wrestling ability of him being a top-tier heavyweight division kind of person. That's that's the first feud you have with Bray Wyatt. Corbin? And you have him get like a Baron Corbin-like action figure in the, the fucking playhouse. Uh-huh. And you have him like talk to it, and he's like playing all nice, and then like it falls out of his hands on the table. And Bray Wyatt snaps into the fucking mask and starts screaming, like, he's screaming at it, and he fucking yells. Vince, my buddy Dave has a job. I'm telling you. Because he's a lovable loser. That's why Baron Corbin. Like, he can lose and nobody gives a fuck. He doesn't lose steam as being a hated guy. He just keeps coming back, I guess. I don't know. Like, they're going to push this fucking Bray Wyatt character as a heel, and people are going to cheer it. It's like a Stone Cold Steve austin kind of thing. HSSKpod.com, High Stakes and Super Kicks Podcast, your perfect blend for hockey and pro wrestling. Your pals, Robin Dave. Get us on the Facebook, on the Twitter, HSSKpod. Go ahead and give our fellow podcasters about wrestling over there, SLTD Wrestling. A follow. Let them know that High Stick and Super Kicks podcast sent you. Sent you. I don't know if they have any stuff they can sell you. Maybe they can give you know penny off on their deals <laughs> if you mention our names. I don't know. Get us on Podbean, whatever Apple product <laughs> puts out podcasts. Uh, Google Play, Spotify, Player FM, all those fancy, fancy schmancy things. Follow us. Let us know what you think, please. Hey man, it is. Uh, we're getting we're getting up there. We're getting close to fifty. And it's either we're really stupid for doing this, or a lot of people like listening to us. We're over a thousand downloads, under fifty podcasts. That's great. That's a what, like twenty five whatever show. We weren't aiming for anything, but that's a good aim for me. Sure, thousand marks. So I appreciate that. Thank you everyone for downloading and listening and continuing to listen to our, us rambling for close to two hours nowadays. But whatever. It'll get shorter in the summer when we don't have as much hockey. Hey, and then you can follow us on the other show that will, you know. Your pop culture. Yeah, well, that, you know, you know, like Bray Wyatt, this show is like <laughs> the Fireflies. Yeah. That other show, that's like the clown gimmick, man. Pop culture the, vultures. The fucking <laughs> dark side of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, David, D- Dave, I have a, I, I have a question. I, 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 I got a question for you. Six inches. (laughs) Around. (laughs) Think about it.